Welcome to Tim Bray's Ongoing Podcast, which is an audio version of a selection of the articles on my blog, also called Ongoing, I'm Tim Bray. You can find this blo- the blog at tbray.org. This is pretty well the same story you'd experience by reading it, but some people would rather listen. Here we go. This article was published on the 21st of December, 2022, and is entitled, Is Moving to Mastodon Ethical? The big story occupying space in my mind, and on this blog, is the hashtag Twitter migration, which is a link to that hashtag on Twitter. As Twitter grows troubled and troubling, quotes, Fediverse technologies in general, and Mastodon in particular, are successfully attracting many users and providing a pleasant experience. Everyone is wondering out loud whether Mastodon can take the strain and whether it can provide cool new features. What we haven't been discussing are two ethical questions. First, is it okay to bail out of Twitter? Second, and if bailing out, is Mastodon an acceptable place to land? Buy Twitter, okay? I confess that this discussion caught me by surprise, but I'm glad it did. It's eye-opening. The voices are those of black and disabled people, mostly the former, arguing that Twitter has fueled an important flowering of their culture. The hashtag is Black Twitter, and become important as a refuge, a meeting place, and a source of power. I'm as white as can be, so probably not the best source on the subject, but I felt educated by Shamira Ibrahim's Link, can black Twitter ever really die? What has happened is that a few black people have come over, dipped their toes in the Mastodon waters, and retreated back to Twitter. I've heard three three very specific gripes. One, Mastodon is missing some necessary affordances. In particular, the quote tweet, said to be crucial to black Twitter culture. For what it's worth, this is not a technology problem. The platform is perfectly capable of supporting QT. So far, Mastodon's implementers have declined to build it, based on a perception that it enables toxic performative dunking, which could change. And by the way, uh, later note, as has emerged since I wrote this, it looks like it's going to change. The Mastodon implementers are becoming friendly to it. Two, there has been pressure on Mastodon to hide anti-racist rhetoric behind a content warning as it might upset people. Well, of course, it's supposed to upset people. These days, I see plenty of posts on the subject without either content warnings or responses asking for them. So maybe this problem is being solved. Three, there are bad people in the Fediverse (gasps) with a substantial scattering of racist chuds, gaslighters, sea lioners, turfs, and well, you name it, they're there. The effectiveness of the moderators varies widely from instance to instance, and if a person who is, for example, black, picks the wrong instance, they're apt to find the worst kind of racist garbage thrown in their face unpleasantly soon. And even on the best instances, it's not currently possible to keep 100% of the bad traffic out. And obviously, it's not reasonable to expect newcomers to know how to find the safe spaces. When I found this out, it didn't surprise me. What did surprise me was that moderation on Twitter had apparently gotten a lot better than I'd thought. Anyhow, given all this, there was a certain amount of anger directed at hyper-privileged people, such as, for example, me, at their exiting Elon's territory in a fit and leaving behind those who needed that territory to exist. The debate is fraught. Let's listen to some black voices first. First, why I'm not leaving Twitter, that's a link, by Karen Atiyah, from which, here's the thing, in real life, black women have not had the privilege of retreating every time things get tough or our spaces get taken over by rich, obnoxious white men. Next, why I quit Elon Musk's Twitter, by Jelani Cobb. Quote, but at least in the interim, it's worth keeping in mind that some battles are simply not worth fighting, some battles must be fought, but none are worth fighting on terms set by those who win by having the conflict drag on endlessly. End quote. Last, for black folks... Digital Migration is Nothing New, Uh, that's a link, by Chris Gilliard and Kishona Gray, who take opposing positions. 
quote. However, there is no platform without the people. It's a lesson that has been learned over and over on countless apps. If there aren't vibrant communities willing to provide the content, then ultimately it's just an empty shell. So in that sense, we are all renters in a given technolo technological space. I will also note without recommending, link, The Whiteness of Mastodon, which has been much cited by others discussing these issues. I read it and found little to disagree with, but at least it's at least three times as long as it needs to be and wordy beyond all tolerance. I think my other references say the same thing, say much the same thing, only better. Well, what then? It's confusing and opinions are all over the place. It's forced me to look in the mirror, and I have, but I still can't bring myself to make my online home on Elon's fascism farm. I have not erased my account nor deleted my tweets. I do post there, but only to promote my blog pieces and Mastodon. I acknowledge the first half of that is selfish, but I'm not going to crack jokes or share pictures or links or poems or juicy news. I hope this, I hope this needle-threading attempt isn't seen as a betrayal of communities who currently need Twitter. But here's the thing. Whatever one thinks on that issue, I remain pretty sure that Twitter is heading for hard times, and quite likely there will soon come a time when no self-respecting community wants to be there. So I think it behooves privileged geeks like myself to help find and improve an alternate home for things like Black Twitter. At this moment, I think Mastodon and the technologies that enable it represent our best bet. Mastodon's failings. Oh sure, there are real ones, and they're important. But let's blow off bullshit first. I've been told multiple times about, here's a link, Mastodon, a social media platform dominated by pedophiles and child porn. TLDR, this article is highly misleading. It turns out that, yeah, there is a lot of very bad stuff being served by servers using Fediverse software. Not just pedophilia, but Gab and Truth Social. But remember, the Fede in that word stands for federation, and any member can choose not to federate. And it also turns out that basically every mainstream Mastodon instance knows about these problem cases and refuses to federate with them. So this stuff is not in any meaningful sense part of the mainstream Mastodon network. An analogy. Every second of every day, there is loads of sickeningly evil stuff being exchanged between willing participants using email. Would it be fair to say that email is dominated by whatever flavor of filth? Of course not. Nor is mainstream Mastodon. Um, there are subtleties here, which I don't care to explore, but that's okay because Ethan Zuckerman did in quotes, Mastodon is big in Japan. The reason why is uh, uncomfortable. And interesting, but as the title says, ugh. Late breaking news. Literally, as, as I was writing the first draft of what you're reading, this crossed my radar. Link, Mask Network uh, acquires Pawu.net, one of the largest Mastodon instances. If you read Zuckerman's piece, you'll be able to read between this one's lines. And as an, an, as an organization described as the Social Co-op Limited, Social Co-op, the entity affiliated with Mask Network, seems to be rolling up all the stinkiest places of the landscape which may actually be helpful to those of us concerned with walling them off. The moderation problem. We know that there are bad people using Mastodon. Not all of them are in the fenced off known to be bad instances. We know that they are eager to harangue and dox and swat and throw the X word for every value of X. Worse than that, we know that some of them are organized, ranging from incel cabals over on 8chan to sophisticated full-time employees of certain national governments that simply want to tear away at our social fabric. It seems obvious that this is the central issue for Mastodon right now. How hard is the problem, really? For an introduction, I recommend a uh, link, I Was Wrong About Mastodon by Marcus Hitchens, which explains how the federated architecture works to support moderation. Now, at one level, I'm not quite as optimistic as Marcus, because I don't think he re he's really thought through enough about organized pack attacks. But even given that, I'm optimistic. 
partly because the problem feels similar at scale to spam prevention, and while that's not 100% solved, most email providers have reduced it to a tolerable level. Second, I'm looking at the leaps and bounds in ML technologies, for example, ChatGPT, and I'm thinking this stuff is well positioned for the building of anti-abuse filters. Third, while I haven't warmed my way into the community of Mastodon admins yet, I've been watching it closely, and they're doing all the right things. There are rumbles of shared block lists and other goodies. Most importantly, since Mastodon is a federation of thousands of independent operators instead of one big company, there will be competition. And the most obvious thing to compete on is curation quality. Who can best provide an experience that allows people to be entertainingly salty, but stops Nazis and incels? I think this can be done, and it will be done. Finally, personal testimony. I've been on a well-managed instance, hatchyderm.io, for a while now, and I haven't seen an atom of abusive content. What about scaling? The final thing people worry about is whether it's okay to invite the tens of millions in the Twitterverse to migrate en masse if that's going to cause Mastodon to collapse. This one I don't worry about at all. Yeah, the software is undercooked, and there will be the Masto equivalent of fail whales, but computers are cheap and fast these days. This kind of problem has already been solved several times. There are people out there with the know-how, and we will get it done. So then, I think migrating is on balance ethical. More than that, if you're a person with the potential to, one way or another, help improve the Fediverse, Fediverse, it's maybe unethical not to help, because migration is probably in the future, even of people who don't want to. That's all, folks.